Welcome to Kyo Reset. God loves you, and he's all about second chances. He's made us brand new. You know, reset means to start over, set anew, to set, adjust, or repair in a new way, to put back in the correct position for healing. Reset is about you emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Get a brand new start today and embrace God's plan for your life. Get ready for a reset. Welcome back. This is Pastor Daryl. This is Turn Live Session 5. Today I want to talk to you about the subject of influence and temptation. The most important thing you can do is to be able to control what influences you. Your life can be good, happy, and fulfilled if you're influenced by the right things and the right forces. Now, we are all affected by influence. Now, um, think about when you were a kid. There were certain hairstyles, fashion trends, well, especially those that are older than you. Like when I was a kid, the mullet was a popular thing. Now, today... Mullet's not that popular. Now, you may still see the mullet and versions of the mullet, but overall, it's different. Now, as a kid, certain hairstyles, fashion trends were what influenced us. Certain fashion trends, certain clothing influences you. Things you wore as a kid, you can't pull off now. It's because influence changes over and over and over throughout the course of time. It's important to learn how not to be influenced by the wrong things. 1 John 2.15 says, Do not love the world, nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now, first of all, understand the, what the world means in this context. World means cosmos in the Greek. That's what the world means. God created all things for us to enjoy. He isn't saying to not love the earth, not love the world, but to not love the world system. He is telling us that there is a system, a way of thinking called, quote, the world. The world's way of thinking is at odds and in and in battle with God. God does not want you to be influenced by the world system. The world system is controlled by an evil being, his name, Satan, or we nicknamed the devil. Uh, he is the devil. It's not just a nickname. Satan was created by God in the beginning as an angel. And as with all others, God gave Satan a choice, the power to choose. God gives us, in all of his creation, the power to choose. Now, he was once an angel, and his name was Lucifer, which means morning star. He chose to rebel against God. In fact, he was able to convince one-third of the angels to turn against God. When Satan came into the Garden of Eden, he successfully influenced Adam and Eve. Satan challenged God's word. God had to offer Adam and Eve the choice to choose. That's where the garden of the tree, in the garden, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That was the one tree they were not to eat of. You can't be a true human being, a true lover of God, without choice. God wants us to love him out of our choice. Now, Satan came along and said, go ahead, eat the fruit. You'll be just like God. He gave Adam and Eve their first look, and he gives us the first look at the world system. He brought great suffering, sickness, and death came with it. The devil uses his demonic forces to control nations. Ephesians 6, 10-12 says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. God wants us to stand firm, wear the full armor of God, so we can stand firm against the devil's schemes. 
For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces, there's that phrase, world forces, of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. We wrestle not against people, but against principalities and wickedness. Now, there are four classes of demons and evil spirits, whether they realize it or not, they are automatically controlled. People, whether they realize it or not, are automatically controlled by the world system. The world system is under control by Satan. And the world comes at you in three different ways. One, the lust of the flesh. There are certain temptations that will appeal to your physical body. An example, the opposite sex. Your flesh is tipped. Some people are, are tempted sexually. Now, attraction is healthy to the opposite sex. Sex is good and God made it. But we'll be tempted, and remember, remember, if you remember earlier lesson, lust means strong desire. Now the flesh will be tempted. Maybe it's the, maybe it's uh, the temptation to even eat tons of food. Now God created sex. God created food. All these things are beautiful and awesome within God's boundaries and your relationship with God. But lust pushes desire to the extent that it can ruin your life. For example, pornography addiction. Okay, sex is good. Attraction of the opposite sex is good. Pornography is bad. It's not how God designed any of that to be used. And I've known people that have been addicted to pornography, some set free, and I pray that all would be set free. But that's where the lust of the flesh gets out of control and can ruin your life. It's the same thing with drugs. Drugs, alcohol, and with anything, it's something that can become out of control and ruin your life. That's the lust of the flesh. Now, secondly, the lust of the eyes. Temptation to have everything that your eyes see. There are some people, I remember uh, a, an old student of mine, he always wanted the newest phone. Every time a new phone came out, he had to have that phone. That phone was what he had to have. It was the only thing that would make him happy. Something about having the best phone made him feel good. Now, the lust of the eyes is the temptation for what you see. Now, remember, Jesus was tempted in all three of these ways. And the third way was the pride of life. You're wanting things so that you can be proud or for status or to elevate yourself. That's the pride of life. It's pride. And remember, pride comes before a fall. That's Satan. Now, Jesus was tempted with all three in the wilderness when he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. Remember, he was tempted to eat bread after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. That would have killed Jesus if he had eaten that bread. But Jesus always fired back, it is written, it is written, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Jesus knew to combat every temptation that Satan threw his way with the word of God, it is, it is written. Now, remember that we were talking about like the opposite sex and attraction and desire. Uh, the desire for sex comes from God. The problem is that you must control it through the word of God. We have a generation of people who are getting diseases just, be just because lust and sin has become their master. Lust is designed to kill you. Drugs designed to kill you. People are killing themselves and taking away their life, some slowly, some quickly, by succumbing and allowing sin and lust to become their master. Again, Jesus was tempted in all the ways that we, we have been tempted and will be tempted, but yet he never sinned. Now, Jesus was tempted with the lust of the eyes. Satan said, prove who you are and jump off and jump off the cliff. And Jesus would have died. Everything, was a, everything that Satan tempted Jesus with was a way to try to kill him. Now, the world system will always work to influence you to fall in one of these three areas. 
Okay, if you notice, like in the movies, the hero there's there's a there's a guy, or maybe it's a girl, and they're tempted by someone of the opposite sex to always have sex, right? It's made to look okay. It's made to look permissible to have sex before marriage. The story uh, doesn't end the way that a real story does. As I said before, one person's experience is not another's. One person may do drugs and uh, get clean later, no problem. One person may do drugs and you know they may contract a disease. Uh, or or they, they may get addicted and they're hooked for life and eventually die and, and they die at a young age. Or they get arrested or they go to prison. One person's experience is not another. One person has sex, nobody gets pregnant, nobody gets a disease. Another person might get a disease, another person might get pregnant, another person, nothing happens. Again, you can't go by one person's experience or another's because it's going to be different. Now again, when I was talking about movies a second ago, or even abortions... Uh, you know, movies, and it's it's glamorizing. There's a movie out right now called Unplanned. Check it out. It's about what a real abortion does. And there's tons of regret and people having dreams and, and being haunted for years after an abortion takes place. But the movies and television never show that. They never talk about that. They always want to show you the great part of it, but never the end and never the consequences. Think about beer commercials for a second. They look great. Guys and girls are attractive. It looks fun. And if you were looking to a real bar, real bar, it doesn't look like that. A lot of guys, they'll have a beer belly. They don't look good. They don't look attractive. Women don't look that attractive after a lifetime of drinking beer and being addicted to it. Now, the world system will never tell you the true story, so you must control what influences you. The person who lives by lust and influence and doesn't control it, he will fall into a pit. Many people have the idea that God wants to take fun away, that he's a killjoy, and nothing could be further than the truth. Remember, God created all this and created you. God wants us to have fun. He wants people to enjoy his creation. Like, I've been to Hawaii. It is an amazing place. It is awesome. I went there on my honeymoon. Trust me, God wants us to enjoy his creation, and that's just one awesome example. We have our greatest fun when we honor God. Now, Satan's ploys and lust and influence operate on a time control basis. Okay, you sprain an ankle or you break a bone, the pain always comes later. You don't always feel it immediately. Satan doesn't hit you with the consequences all at once. Remember, the Bible says in Romans, the wages of sin is death. Satan's ploys all work the same way. It says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is everlasting life. That's Romans 6.23. Sin is designed to work on a time-delay basis. Fun in the beginning, but in the end, you'd wish you had not done it. You must choose who you're going to allow to influence you. You have to have others around you to help you live out your faith. When we are born again, we become a part of the body of Christ. There's a rhythm to our body and how it moves. Just as we walk in the natural, like there's a rhythm to our feet, to our legs, how our body moves. There's a rhythm, and there's a body called the body of Christ, and you're a part of it. You must allow yourself to become influenced by it. Number one, someone beside you teaching the Word of God. Someone besides you needs to teach you the Word of God. That's where a pastor and shepherd comes in. Hebrews 10.25, Not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. This basically says we need to assemble together as the body of Christ and as His church. And, we need, and part of that, we're encouraging one another. As the day that Christ returns. Now, there are some people who say, I don't go to church. This means that uh, some people just don't go. 
And this means that we must get closer to the time that Jesus returns. We're to go to church, sit under a pastor, and grow in our faith and grow in Christ. You can't grow separated from God's church. The devil wants you to know about it and try to influence you to think that all Christians are like that. He wants you to know about people who, well, I don't go. I believe in Jesus, but I don't go to church. Now, the devil wants you to see these people and know, hey, maybe it's possible to have a relationship with Jesus and not go to church. Okay? Those that teach you the Word of God are your actual friends, friends of your destiny, friends of your future, friends of what's best for you. Okay? When you don't hear the Word of God, you're allowing other forces and influences to make you weak in your faith. If you ever notice, uh, if you uh, unplug something, the power, the more you pull it out of the outlet, the power will gradually shut off or shut off altogether. When we disconnect from the body of Christ, from going to church and hearing the Word of God, we are disconnecting and gradually we're losing power and we're losing strength. We're losing energy and your faith will weaken. Two, fellowship with other people. Okay, I love talking about the things of God with other people. I love it. It encourages me to hear others who are maybe struggling with the same thing. Sometimes when I talk to people who struggle with things or maybe there's something bothering me, it's encouraging to know that, hey, I'm not alone. And we and you are not alone. This is why we must fellowship with other Christians. Hang out. Fellowship, hang out. Same thing. We spend time together. We share life together. Now, others have had other problems that maybe you've gone through. Or like, like, you know, there may be something you're going through right now that one of us can help you overcome because we've been there. This isn't a positive influence, not a negative influence to help you grow. This is why you need the church. Remember the world system, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, or the pride of life. The church, there are people within the church who will show you how to control lust, resist temptation, and how to give you proper and positive expression to your God-given desires if you follow God and allow the right influences to control your life, you'll have everything your heart could ever want and not miss one single good thing. Remember, resist temptation and be aware of the positive and the negative influences. There are influences that bring life, but the world system, it brings death. Some quick, some slow. Beware of what influences you. Remember, don't stop going to church. Continue to go to church. Hear the Word of God. Grow in your faith and hang out with other Christians and be around them so that you guys can encourage one another, just as the Scripture says in Hebrews 10.25. So this week, go to church. Hang out with somebody. Encourage one another. Be encouraged someone else. Be encouraged by another. And go to people. When you got a problem, we're here to help you overcome those things because we've been there. This is Pastor Gerald. And until next time... God bless you.